When attending South Carolina's first spring practice on Tuesday morning, one thing was clear. Shane Beamer and this coaching staff have brought in some studs on this football team. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also the lead staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen or watch here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And before we get into this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Gamecocks, I want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. The South Carolina Gamecocks began spring practice on Tuesday morning, and the media was able to attend the first six periods of the practice and got a little bit of a glimpse as to what this roster might look like in terms of, obviously, the bodies that they got at each position and also what the depth chart might be, even though Shane Beamer made sure to emphasize at his press conference later on Tuesday afternoon that This team has no official depth chart right now. That the veterans might be in that first group, but beyond that, it's all about competition. And here's the thing. Obviously, when watching the first few periods of spring practice on Tuesday, there wasn't really a whole lot that happened in order for us to get a real great gauge as to sort of what this team could actually look like from a schematic standpoint and the like. But the one thing we were able to see quite clearly were the players themselves and how they looked physically. And when looking at the newcomers specifically for South Carolina, y'all, the Gamecocks have got some absolute dudes on this football team. Some newcomers that are physically ready for SEC football right this second. There's a few I'm going to highlight here. Let's start off with freshman quarterback Lenore Sellers, obviously the Florence native from right here in South Carolina, won a state championship with South Florence High School in his senior season this past fall, was a kid that South Carolina was in a very heat recruiting battle for against the Syracuse Orange and wound up flipping him from Syracuse during the early National Signing Day period. Now, Lenore Sellers has been noted for his size already. But the thing is, of course, when you talk about size and true freshmen, sometimes size might not be the greatest of things. They might have a lot of baby fat to them. Maybe they are not quite up to snuff with the rest of the players that you already got on your team. That is not the case with Lenora Sellers. If you're watching today's show on YouTube, here's a quick photo from practice that I believe on threes Colin Taylor took of Lenora Sellers. And it's too good of a photo to not show y'all. I mean, look at this dude's arms. His biceps quite literally are probably bigger than my stomach. The dude is absolutely built in his upper body And obviously, he's still rocking the specs as well, starting off his football career here at South Carolina. Lenora Sellers, there's a lot of good reason why fans are so excited about him. And 
to see how much he takes the strength and conditioning side of the sport seriously just increases the hype even more for what he could do for this football program in the future. Let's move on to Desmond Umeo-Zulu, another true freshman early enrollee that the Gamecocks brought in during the month of January. Desmond Umeo-Zulu stood out to me immediately during the warm-up period that the team was going through as the media was walking in. Desmond Umeo-Zulu might already be one of the tallest guys on the entire football team. He stuck out like a sore thumb compared to the rest of the guys, not just in his line, but on the football field. And the other thing that I noticed is this. Desmond Umeo-Zulu, while he hasn't added maybe as much weight as this coaching staff would like for him to add before football season officially starts this coming September... Umeo Zulu has already made some progress in terms of packing on some good muscle in his upper body, especially. And obviously, with the current situation at the edge defender position, this staff is probably going to need to rely on Desmond Umeo Zulu to make an instant impact quicker than maybe they would like. So Desmond is obviously going to have to make some quick strides both on the football field and in the weight room. And in terms of the latter, it's pretty clear that he's already made a lot of progress in that aspect. Moving on to another guy in Mario Anderson Jr., the first transfer we're talking about out of this group. Of course, the transfer out of Division II Newberry College. He was a Division II All-American this past fall. Now, Meyer Anderson Jr. is not a big guy at the running back position. He's definitely not as big as Lenore Sellers or Desmond Omeo Zulu. He is a little bit of a shorter running back that's got a compact frame, but that doesn't mean that Mario Anderson Jr. does not pack some muscle. This dude is thick in a good way. And from watching him going through the individual drills with the rest of the running backs and seeing the frame that he carries, I think that Mario Anderson Jr., while he tries to probably mentally catch up to the speed that SEC football is constantly played at, I think that he's going to be able to get by from the very beginning just with the size and overall power that he carries with his play style, which again is more of that one-cut downhill north-south running style. So watching him in the end zone close to where the media was situated at for practice yesterday, uh, I think that there's good reason to be excited about Mario Anderson Jr. and what he could do for this offense this upcoming fall. And then the last guy I want to talk about real quick specifically is tight end Trey Knox. Now, Trey Knox obviously by this point should be a guy that physically impresses people at practice because He's going to his fifth year, I believe, as an SEC football player. But Trey Knox, let's just say this. Some people might have some worry about, you know, how well he could handle the tight end position because of the fact that for the majority of his career, he played wide receiver. You know, is he going to be a guy that's a receiver playing tight end? Maybe he's just being thrown there as an extra body. I can promise y'all, Trey Knox, at the minimum, he's got the size to play tight end in the SEC, to slide in line with an offensive line and help as an extra blocker. He, much like Desmond Umeo-Zulu, really stuck out amongst his peers on the practice field on Tuesday morning. Very tall guy, again, got a really thick build and did not look out of place being with the rest of the tight ends. And I think that overall, that is a very good sign. Obviously, again, something that you probably expect somewhat because of how much experience Trey Knox has at this point, being an SEC college football player. 
But again, still something that this Gamecock football team is going to need because obviously you got a whole brand new tight end room that they're going to have to heavily rely on to assist the team in the passing game on the offensive side of the ball this upcoming season. And Shane Beamer had a comment regarding the strength conditioning with this entire football team not long after their first spring practice ended on Tuesday. When he talked to the media around lunchtime, he had the following to say about the football team and their performance in the weight room, saying, quote, Going back to the offseason program, looking at some results of what we had, our average bench press on the football team improved by 34 pounds on average. And 56 players put up personal best in terms of their top speed that's ever been recorded at South Carolina. So, we felt we got faster as a football team this offseason as well. So, again, needless to say, not a whole lot to really break down with that comment besides the fact that Luke Day and his strength conditioning coaching staff obviously are having a great effect on this football team. This football team is really starting to look more like an SEC football team and starting to exude more of the traits of an SEC football team, which when you think of SEC football, you think of guys that are the fastest players on the field and the most physical players on the football field. And the Gamecocks are starting to show that in spades at multiple positions, at multiple levels of the roster. They are now building depth, not just in terms of talent, but also in terms of the ability to be physically imposing against their opponents. Something that matters a lot, obviously, and something that I think by itself could help South Carolina win a football game or two this upcoming fall. Now, there was another interesting note from spring practice on Tuesday morning regarding to carry on Joyner and the running back position. What was it that took place during practice on Tuesday? We're going to dive into that specific topic in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA's regular season is beginning to wind down, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because if you go to FanDuel right now, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You're getting money no matter what. And on top of that, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on quite literally anything that you want to, from the money line to a specific prop bet to a same-game parlay that you create yourself. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Be sure to grab your bracket and go listen to the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown. With national analysis and the insights from our local experts, the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. All right, so let's get back to South Carolina and what all was noteworthy from their first spring practice that took place 
on Tuesday morning. And there was one particular thing that really stuck out to the media that was there. And that was the fact that to carry on Joyner, who of course has played quarterback for South Carolina for the last couple of years, has primarily been a wide receiver for the Gamecocks and at times has shown up as a wildcat quarterback in certain offensive packages. He was taking snaps with South Carolina's running back position group. And the fact that that took place on Tuesday morning is, in my opinion, both a positive and a negative sign for this offense. And before I get into my full thoughts on why I think this is the case, I want to play a quick clip of Shane Beamer from the press conference he had not long after practice concluded when he was asked about why on Joyner was taking snaps at running back on Tuesday. I think carry on is a, not think, I know that carry on's a guy that uh, good things happen when the ball is in his hands, whether it's running it, catching it, throwing it. There's a lot of different things that we can do with him. So one, you know, carry on being able to do some stuff at, at running back, um, is uh, the, kind of the next step of some of the things we did with him last year, playing some quarterback and the year before uh, also playing receiver. So he's still a receiver. Uh, he was doing some things at running back uh, uh, today as well. And with him, we've kind of told him it's, 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 it's his uh, – we'll go at his pace. You know, I met with him about a month ago just trying to figure out all the different ways we can get you on the field. And he knows – running or he knows receiver he's been doing that since I've been the head football coach here let's experiment a little bit with you just getting natural at being able to play you know some running back as well and and I think it'll you know present problems for you know defenses uh as well because here's a guy that can line up at quarterback here's a guy that can line up at receiver here's a guy that can line up at running back and uh just continuing to try and find ways to to get him the ball so he is a receiver he'll continue to work at some quarterback but this is just something that we just wanted to um, experiment with a little bit, which can help us as we go into the season. It goes back to David's question. I mean, we're very limited, as you guys know, at running back right now. So it gives us another body in that room and some experience in that room as well, because that's a young group. All right. So you heard what Shane Beamer had to say there regarding to carry on Joyner, getting some snaps of running back at Tuesday's practice. And he talked about at the very end, the lack of, you know, bodies at running back. And that is certainly the case here. But I still feel like that to carry on Joyner, who has never played running back during his time at South Carolina, being moved to that position is still a bit of a concern because obviously, you know, you got guys like Juju McDowell, you got Mario Anderson Jr. And you have Dante Miller. They're all still in the fault at that running back position group. But obviously the couple of worries right there, besides the fact that there's just three guys is the fact that you do not have really sort of that bigger running back. I mean, you kind of have that with Mario Anderson Jr., but even then, it's more of a shorter compact type of body that he's got, like I mentioned earlier. And then Lavasia Carroll, of course, he medically retired from football not too long ago. So I think that considering the fact that on Joyner is getting moved to running back, you know, again, I think that that really goes to show just how dire the situation is in terms of the depth at that spot. Because Sacramento's also got a couple of decent walk-on running backs on the roster currently that could help to serve as some extra bodies back there. But clearly, Shane and this coaching staff, they want to have some more guys back there. And so whether or not this is a short-term move, you know, we'll see sort of how this plays out as spring continues to move along. But obviously, again, 
can definitely be interpreted as a negative sign in terms of the depth at running back. There is, however, in my opinion, a bit of a silver lining with this development. Because while the situation at running back might not be so great in terms of the depth at that spot, I think that this is a potentially positive indication that they are happy with the depth at the wide receiver position, particularly the guys that are going to be in the slot closer to the box or closer to the offensive line. And with that group, I'm talking about guys like, of course, Amarian Brown, Eddie Lewis, Trey Knox, and Joshua Simon. I think that Takara Joyner being moved from wide receiver to running back from day one, while again, it might speak volumes as to how dire the depth situation is at running back, I think it also could tell y'all that, you know, hey, look, Amari Brown has done a good job so far. I think that he was one of the first guys out there in that wide receiver group on Tuesday morning. Eddie Lewis was the second string guy right behind him. Of course, Trey Knox was the first tight end going out there. Joshua Simon is widely expected to be that second tight end going out there on the football field. And all four of these guys are very capable receiving threats for this football team with their varying skill sets. And so I think that to carry on being moved as quickly as he was from wide receiver to running back again, maybe not permanently like Shane Beamer alluded to, but you also never know. Circumstances can change very quickly. So I think that this does also speak to maybe the fact that the wide receiver position group is a bit deeper then maybe we've been giving it credit for so far this offseason. I know that I've multiple times on this show said that, you know, I have concerns about the depth behind Antoine Wells Jr. because it was just four or five veteran guys. And then after that, you got a lot of unproven young bucks on the roster who haven't really made a name for themselves yet at South Carolina. So I think that this is a good sign, but also potentially a bad sign considering the fact that the Karen Joyner is taking snaps at running back to start off spring practice all right now let's move on from spring practice and talk about a really big development in terms of the recruiting front for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football staff because they had a really big visitor that came in and watched spring practice on Tuesday morning both literally and figuratively speaking and that big time visitor was Joshua Thompson of Dillon High School. For those of you watching today's show on YouTube, I did manage to snap a photo of him, I believe standing next to Sam Serpe, who is a recruiting assistant that particularly deals with recruits on the offensive line. And that's him right there watching the drills from the offensive line and, of course, everything else going on on the football field early Tuesday morning. And so... Obviously, it's a good sign when you have guys like Josiah Thompson coming to Columbia to watch spring practice and coming to see how the staff and this football team operate from a day-to-day basis in terms of how they run their practices. But that was not the only bit of news that sort of developed with Josiah Thompson on Tuesday. As later on in the day, yesterday evening, Josiah Thompson took to Twitter and posted the following. I know my decision now. So, based on that, pretty clear and evident what he's saying here, it seems like that Josiah Thompson has made a decision on where he wants to play his college ball. And if that is indeed the case here, South Carolina has got to be, by and large, the massive favorite to land Josiah Thompson here. Josiah Thompson has now probably made well over a dozen visits to check out South Carolina's football program. He's an in-state prospect. 
plays at Dillon High School. Talked about this before. Dillon High School is a pipeline school in terms of high school football recruiting for South Carolina. They got Camp Pringle in the fold back in January. It's probably been a big recruiting pitch to Josiah Thompson that he can now come to South Carolina and team up with Camp Pringle. They can be one of the most dominant one-two offensive tackle duos in the entire country for college football over the coming years. They've got a lot going in their favor. And while it was originally starting to be reported in the last month or so that Josiah Thompson was going to take all of his official visits and, you know, including a visit to Alabama that was specifically being noted more so sometime, I believe, in early June, it does appear now that maybe the tide is turning a little bit, pun maybe intended there, in terms of Josiah Thompson's commitment timeline. So, Obviously, again, all good signs for South Carolina. So be on the lookout with your social medias. Maybe uh, maybe Josiah Thompson decides that he wants to go ahead and drop that commitment sometime later on in the week. I don't know that for certain, but again, obviously, with the way that everything has been unfolding recently, you got to believe that it's South Carolina that's going to be the pick here at the end of the day. But with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are your thoughts on South Carolina kicking off spring practice? The sights, sounds, and images that you have seen coming out of spring practice. What are your thoughts on Josiah Thompson? Do you think that he is a lock to join the Gamecocks? Let me know your thoughts as always down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube or if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. Feel free to shoot me a direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC and I'll try to respond to it as quickly as I see it. And once again, don't forget to make Lockdown College Basketball your second listen or watch now that you have watched or listened to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.